Welcome to the Courtney Gray Podcast, the show for women who are ready to create an even more amazing life than the one they have already lived. I'm your life and business coach, Courtney Gray, and each week I'm going to be teaching you how to get what you want, how to get clarity, think bigger for your life, and realize you determine your happiness and purpose. Let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, episode 41, the two questions I ask myself throughout every day. So the reason I was inspired to talk about this in the podcast today was I was coaching one of my clients and she said something that made me so happy. And this was one of my younger clients and I was talking to her and I said, how are things going? And she goes, you know, I keep trying to think about what you told me to think about. And I keep asking myself, how do I want to think about this? And oh my God, it made me so happy to hear that after, you know, a few months of working with someone that they would really be taking in the work we do together and applying it throughout the week in between calls. And she, the fact that she would say that to me and say how helpful it was, was just so amazing to me. And especially for someone who's younger, I feel like if we can get more of these younger people to really realize that they have so much more power over their mental health than society kind of has taught us to believe, I just think is so exciting. So the first, I'm gonna give you two questions I ask myself literally throughout every day. And the first one is, what do I want to think about this? I at least probably five times a day, every day will ask myself this question. Most of the time, most of us are walking around living pretty average normal lives for most of it, right? Things happen to us, of course, and we have times of in our lives where big things happen, whether they be really exciting or really tragic. But most of the time, we're living pretty average lives and going in about our days. But this question, what do I want to think about this, can really be very, very powerful. And then what you can find is when you start really thinking about this question more automatically and realizing you get to think however you want to about all the different things that are happening in your life, when something does happen that's heavier or tragic or more sad or more emotional, you have so much more control over how you want to think about that because you've done the practice with all the things that are more trivial and kind of average. I'm taking a moment to make sure you know that I work privately one-on-one with women to up-level their lives, to create an even more amazing life than the one they have been living. The women who hire me know that they want more. They want more clarity, more control, more joy, confidence, fun, money. They realize that they have tried it on their own and they're ready for next level coaching. If this is you, head to my website, CourtneyGrayCoaching.com. There's also a link in the show notes and schedule a consultation so we can talk about you creating the life of your dreams. I can't wait to help you. So why is asking yourself, what do I want to think about this so powerful? It acknowledges that you get to choose what everything means. It takes you out of the kind of automatic pilot as you go throughout your day. And all of us really are kind of on automatic pilot as we go throughout our day. I believe most people are on automatic pilot when it comes to their thoughts and feelings. And you'll find if you really think, have you ever asked yourself, I'm sure you haven't, (laughs) but you can ask yourself, what are my top three feelings or emotions that I feel most days? Most people really are kind of feeling most of the same feelings. Maybe it's frustration. Maybe it's indifference or maybe it's 
happy. I don't know. But most people are, are, are used to kind of feeling the same way most days. It's almost like we have a baseline of feelings that we are used to. And as we move throughout our days, things happen. And then we think about things kind of automatically. We know that most of our thoughts and beliefs have been programmed into us since we were kids by whoever raised us, and this is what happens. If When we're raised, if we are given a view of the world that's a certain way, we kind of generally, as we grow up, we kind of just automatically agree that that is the view of the world. We don't really question it. So I ask this question probably, like I said, five to ten times a day, and it really dictates how I feel throughout my day. It actually makes me feel pretty powerful and very present to be able to think, how do I want to feel about this? And so, you know, I love giving you examples. So I'm going to give you some examples so you can understand how I use this tool. So just gosh, maybe it's been over a week now. Maybe it was a little more than a week. I was organizing myself to get ready for my big jewelry sale. The jewelry sale was last weekend. So when I was preparing, I was re- I realized I had forgotten to order more of this certain size of gift box that I wrap all the jewelry and put it in this box to ship. And then when I realized this, I literally thought, all of a sudden I was like going and I'm looking, oh my God, all the boxes that I thought I had, they were all bigger. And so I realized, oh shit, this is what I thought. Oh shit, orders are going to be delayed that I'm out, out of these boxes. And then my second thought was, oh my God, I can't believe I made this mistake. What am I going to do? And then I stopped. And you know, this all happens within 20 seconds. I think, oh shit, orders are going to be delayed. Oh my God, I can't believe I did this. What am I going to do? And then I stopped. And then I intentionally take a moment and I think, wait a minute, what do I want to think about this? And I decide, I want to think this is not a problem. I can always pay extra shipping and have boxes overnighted. It'll cost me at the most 30 to $40. And then my last thought is this is easy to fix. And so that whole thing happens usually within 20 seconds. And when I ask myself this question, what do I want to think about this? It is usually in full disclosure after my initial gut reaction that's been programmed like since childhood. And it's also been programmed from society, right? When all of a sudden, like my husband was thinking, my husband and I a few weeks ago uh, went out of town. We were going to a banquet. And when we missed the exit, his response was, oh my God, I missed the exit. And he was just, I can't believe I did it, berating himself. That's kind of like what we do in society. You get a flat tire. You're not all, this is no problem. You have a moment of, oh, you know, frustration totally normal. After your 10 seconds of frustration, take a moment. What do I want to think about this? That's when I decided this is not a problem. I can always pay extra for shipping. Easy fix. And then it was. I literally went online and I paid for extra shipping. The boxes were there to me the next day. Problem solved. So the next example, this has happened to me many times, that my boys are older now. They're My youngest is 16 and then my twins are 19. One of them doesn't even live with us anymore, but they are all coming over and eating all day at the house. And so I decided one night to make enchiladas. And I'm enchiladas and I also do rice and salad and everything. And it turns out no one's home. It turns out my husband's not going to be home. It turns out both of my boys are working and the other one says he's doing something else. So I have that moment of, Jesus, what... God, I made all this food. Like why I went through the, all this effort and I, uh, 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 right? You know how it is. Your mind spins off. Oh my God. And I'm, I'm not mad at them. They've done nothing wrong. I'm almost, if anything, frustrated at myself. Like, why didn't I check? Oh my God. And then I thought, wait a minute. How do I want to think about this? And I th- think to myself, besides the salad, which besides me eating my small portion of the salad, that's going to go bad. We can have this in the fridge tomorrow. 
I'm just going to text everyone and say, hey, lunch is in the fridge tomorrow or dinner tomorrow night. This is no problem. Because the bottom line is when things like that happen in my day, I don't want to be unhappy. There are some times in our lives we do want to be unhappy when someone passes away. You want to be unhappy, maybe for a day, maybe for a week, maybe for a year you want to grieve. But when things like this happen, a lot of the times in our average day, we have so much more power to decide that we don't want to be annoyed and frustrated and judgmental and pissed off. So asking yourself this question will totally help. Now, let me give you an example that's a little heavier because you might be thinking, what's the big deal? I, I don't, you know, I don't need you to help me with my everyday average life, but something that's heavier. So let me give you a heavier example with one of my boys a few years ago. A few years ago, we were struggling with one of our boys. And when I say struggling, we were struggling with him and I was struggling with the way I was parenting him. It was an all around struggle. We started having this routine, I guess is what you want to call it, where he would start escalating and then I would start, because I'm very competitive and I would start escalating even higher than him. And it was like, oh, if he's going to get loud, I'm going to get louder. Am, are you feeling me? Am I the only one that does this as a parent? And I'm very, I'm a very, like very in your face kind of mom to begin with. I my demand that my kids have respect of me and they treat me a certain way. So when he would start escalating, I would not only start escalating, but I would want to match him and then go farther. And it would just, we would, it would be explosive and I would be upset. And so after months and months of going through this with one of my loves, my kids, I was like, I, I, I have to fix, this is me. I'm the adult here. I can't keep acting like this. And so really I went back to what do I want to think about this? And so here's what, let me, let me break it down. After one of these explosive episodes and he left the house and I was crying and I was upset and I started journaling, which I'm telling you, there's magic in the journaling, started journaling. And I said, and I started writing exactly what I was feeling. This is bullshit. How could he treat me this way? I don't deserve this. I'm tired of this. All this, I'm a victim, but it's how I was feeling all these different things. And it was making me feel sad and angry and just in a horrible, horrible place. And so I asked myself this question, what do I want to think about this? The next time, you know, the next time he starts to get upset and escalate, what do I want to think about this? And I just got still for a moment and I got very emotional and I thought, I want to think this is why I'm alive. I want to think that I am the perfect mom for him. I want to think that he doesn't want to be doing this just as much as I don't want to be doing this. All these thoughts flooded in. And when I thought those, and you can even hear in my voice as I say it, when I think, what do I want to think about my kid escalating and being pissed and upset? I, it, when I think of it in that way, when I reframe it, I felt just compassion and love. And so here's what I did with this. I thought, okay, I'm going to make a plan. Next time he starts escalating, I am going to immediately say, what do I want to think about this? I want to think this is why I'm alive. I'm alive to help this kid right now. I'm the perfect person to help this kid figure out what he's feeling. Because if you have boys, especially kids in general, but boys especially, I know, I only have three boys. I know that when they are angry and mad, a lot of time that is a, masks, a mask for sadness and for hurt. 
And so a week went by and he started escalating and I started escalating immediately. It was my reaction, right? Years and years of being this way and I would start escalating. And then all of a sudden I, I stopped and I walked out of the room and I said, wait. And he's and I, he just was looking at me like crazy. I walked out of the room and I literally took a moment and I said, what do I need to think about this? I want to think that this is why I'm alive to help this child right now get through this moment. And so I came back to him and I grabbed his hands and he's very, he's a lover. This child of mine is just very, very loving. And so he let me grab his hands. I grabbed his hands and I said to him, I said, I don't know what you're going through. And I'm so sorry for whatever you're struggling with, but I love you so much. And I know that I'm the perfect mom for you. And I'm the perfect person to help you get through this. And I'm just so sorry. And man, I mean, I'm sure you can hear my voice right now. It just makes me emotional now, even thinking back to that moment. It was very emotional and it de-escalated the situation immediately. And now I'm not going to say that we never had moments like that again, for sure. But that was a defining moment in our relationship. And it really did change how I showed up to my kids when they would start acting inappropriate or escalating. I would think, what do I want to think about this? To me, that is just such a powerful question. So I hope that story makes you think about how powerful it can be with something other than something trivial. You know, you go to the grocery store and someone dings your car, it's a great reframe, but it can also be really powerful when you're getting in an argument with your husband or getting in an argument with your kids or anything, even even with death. We can think to ourselves, how do I want to think about this? You know, after you've grieved for a while, do you want to think, I'm so glad I had this person in my life? I know that maybe they left me too soon, but I'm so grateful that I got to be a part of their life of all the people in the world, right? You can reframe it. It's a great question. This question is also really powerful to use when reframing your past. So if there is something that you've experienced that you kind of continue to go back to, like maybe you got laid off, maybe someone cheated on you, maybe you had a friendship that meant so much to you and it ended. Maybe if you have some trauma you experienced as a child or a young adult, you get to decide what it all means. You get to decide what it means. You get to decide what you want to think about it now, now that you have moved on from it. And if you've thought about it a certain way that maybe that way wasn't serving you, maybe it made you still get angry after all these years. Maybe after all these years, you still felt like a victim, you can decide maybe you no longer want to feel that way anymore. Maybe you, and here's another way you can go about it. Instead of saying, what do you want to think about it? You could also ask, how do I want to feel? And if you say, I just want to feel peace, what would you need to say to yourself to feel peaceful about this? And maybe it's just, that was a long time ago and I don't want to be sad about it anymore. This question is also really powerful because it really puts you into curiosity. And again, it makes you it makes you own your power over deciding how you want to think. Did you know that you can decide at any moment what to think about your past experiences? Even if you've gone your whole life thinking what way, it is available to think totally different about something that has happened. And so why does it matter? Why does it matter what we think about something? We know the way we think about something generates a feeling. And so that's why it matters. And so many people are looking towards the past about how they have decided to think of things. But let's look towards the future. 
So a lot of my clients, for a lot of my clients right now, their kids are starting to leave home, like mine. I have kids that are starting to leave home. I've got two more still at home, leaving within the next few years. I encourage them to decide intentionally what to make that mean, what they want to think about the fact that their kids are leaving home. Because sometimes, sometimes I talk to women and they're making it mean that they don't know what to do with themselves, that their purpose in life is over, that maybe all the fun is over. You know, now that high school's over, that was so fun for some of these moms, some of my mom friends, it's been so fun for them. And now that's over. And you can tell all of those, right, thinking my purpose is over, the fun is over, what am I going to do, my, you know, my favorite people are leaving me, the house is going to be so lonely. I mean, it's sad even hearing someone say all those things. But you could decide to think differently. You could decide this is going to be a new exciting chapter of my life. You could be proud that you raise kids that are leaving, they are doing what they're supposed to do. Most of our children Not all, but most of our children are supposed to grow up and leave. You can put more fun energy into your own desires and purpose. You get to decide how you want to feel about this next chapter in your life. And I, for one, am deciding that it's going to be very exciting. I just, I literally can't wait for it. So you get to decide. You can predetermine what you are going to make that mean when your kids leave. Such a great exercise is to decide intentionally before that is even happening to you how you want to feel and your outlook on that situation. So the next question I ask myself at least a few times every day is, how can this be easy or how can this be easier? This one seems pretty obvious to me. I heard this originally from Tim Ferriss and it has been a game changer for me especially since I try to, through my day, move very quickly into one task or another task. And sometimes I don't want to do what I had put on my calendar. And when I say to myself, how can this be easy? How can this be easier? You could also do, how can this be fun? Or how can this be more fun? This can be so powerful when you are moving throughout your day. And again, it goes back to how you want to think about something is if you are making dinner, you can either look at it and be like, oh my God, I'm so tired of making dinner. I don't know what, this is just exhausting, whatever. How can this be easy? How can this be fun? How can I this be easier? If you're looking at something like, I really need to make a decision. Am I going to do this career path or am I going to do that career path and whatever? How can this be fun? How could it be easy and fun? Because if you're like me, you're going to be doing the things anyway. You might as well have it be a little easier. You might as well have have it be a little more fun. I do this all the time. I did this just now when I got ready to do this podcast. I sat down and I'm like, how can this be easy? And then I thought, I'm going to do some bullet points. I'm going to throw my examples and then I'm going to just freestyle it. I'm not going to write it out as much as I normally do. I've been doing this podcast. This is my 41st podcast. I bet I can do a very powerful, amazing podcast and have it be a little bit easier this time. And because I had that thought, it is easy right now. I feel like I'm flowing. I feel like everything thing is good to go. I also love the question, how can this be easy or how can this be easier? Because I think that we tend to make things harder than they have to be. And I think when you look at things and say, how can this be easy? What you're doing again is you're being curious and you're acknowledging you have so much more power over your day than we have been taught that we have. 
And it's amazing when you look at your day, even if you have like, let's take your busiest day you've had in the last month. If you would have taken that day and said, how can I make this easier? You would probably come up with things that you wouldn't have thought before. Like I don't do this very often, but every once in a while I go, oh my God, I forgot. I can do Instacart. I don't have to go to the grocery store. I can literally save myself an hour's worth of time. I work from home anyways. This could be so much easier. Or, oh, okay, I can ask my son to pick up my other son. I, I so, I, if you're like me, I tend to take on everything. And when I think, how can this be easy? It gets me outside myself and it helps, helps me to say, how can I get everyone in my life to help contribute because I'm having a really busy day? Another reason I love this question is a lot of times we have two different options of what to do. So you're thinking you have two different options for your day or two different times you want to do something. What is easy? How can I make this easier on myself? It's just such a great reframing question to determine what to do and then quickly move into action. So I hope you love both of these questions. It really, I just feel like it makes us feel more powerful. And it's funny, I was going to say it helps you take back your power, but I think for a lot of people, they never had this power in the first place. So implementing these two questions, I think can be very powerful in your life to make you realize that as you go through about your day, as you go through your day, Things are going to happen and you get to decide how you think and feel about all of it. And it is going to affect your whole life because then when you're presented with something that's harder, something that's heavier, you are going to have the skill of being able to say, how do I want to think about this? Yeah, it's heavier. It's hard. It's challenging. I'm going to admit it's sad, but how can I think about this in an easier, loving, more intentional way? I hope you loved this one and have a great Tuesday. If you are ready to create an even more amazing life for yourself, if you are ready to get clarity and get moving, I would love to have a conversation with you. I coach women privately one-on-one -on -one, and am currently offering consultations to talk about working together. Click the link in the show notes or find me on social and at my website, CourtneyGrayCoaching.com.